Pittsburghs of America with your hosts, Michael and Jacob. Hello, everyone, and welcome into another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast mm-hmm. coming to you live post match. Tottenham 5, Norwich City 0. Tottenham finish in fourth, and Jacob, Champions League Knights are officially returning to the lane, more specifically, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium next season. My friend, I haven't even I haven't even mentioned the, your favorite part about all of this. Hyun Min Hung. Oh, yeah. Hyun Min Dad. I was about to sing champions, but... Min Son wins the golden boot, secures the golden boot, ties with Mohamed Salah for the golden boot with 23 goals, scored a brace against Norwich along with Deki Kulazewski. We'll get into that a little bit later as well. And then the king. The king returned to the throne once again against Norwich to make it five. Jacob, oh man, the vibes are immaculate today, man. The vibes are immaculate. How are we doing? Ooh, I mean, man, I, like I told you before we started recording, there's just so much to talk about. I didn't even, I'm like a eager puppy, just like, I don't know what to do when I get outside, just wagging my tail, kind of ready to talk about everything. Um, I'm doing great. The va- The vibes are immaculate, as you said. I was also at the intro. I was about to start singing some Champions League, but it's a good thing you cut me off because I, 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 you saved anyone who's watching right now. A shout out to you if you're watching or listening. But you saved them all from hearing my horrible, horrible singing voice. My family has to endure it enough. We shouldn't let the public endure it as well. But man, <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, the episode, yeah, we we you know wanted to bring something sooner, but uh, I actually took a little vacation, so. And just celebrating, you know, things in life, such as the champions, you know, we are there. We are there. And, you know, there's been people throughout this ride that have believed that anything is possible. Like Antonio Conte, he thought anything was possible. Like Jacob Walraven, he thought anything was possible. But not like Stelios Triteros. To him, I say, ha ha. <laughs> ah, that's what I got to say to that man. Oh, 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 these people, they all hate it. They're all, oh, Arsenal doing so well, the young squad. Do you watch them? Oh, Arteta Ball's working. Oh, all this and that. What did they do? They fumbled the bag. And guess who picked it up and ran with it? Tottenham Hotspur. Shout out Stelios, Tottenham away, our fellow YouTube brethren, Familia. Um, not going to go too much into Stelios, but I just wanted to say that much at least. Uh, Youngman Daddy, Youngman Hung, Youngman Schlong, Long Daddy, Long Daddy Youngman. I mean, I don't know what you want to call him. I can't wait to get this photo printed. There's one that you sent, uh, one of the group chats, Michael. Uh, it's him, like I think, in the locker room, and he's kind of posing yeah. with. He's got this face, like he's about to smoke a cigar, but he's too pure. He can't. He can't do that. He's too pure. He's not a zlatan. He's not an animal. You know what I'm saying? Of that, of that cut. He's a classy man. But he had a that photo with that. He had that little smirk, little attitude. I can't wait to get that thing framed. I don't know where I'm gonna put. It. I have to put it somewhere, like, like here. You can just always see it, and he'll be watching us when we do the pod. I'm so happy. 
Hyungmin Daddy got that golden boot. That is first Asian, first Asian to ever do it Premier League, correct? Yes, sir, indeed. The very first Asian footballer to win the golden boot in the Premier League. And now Tottenham become one of the clubs to have multiple golden boot winners on the same team at the same time. The only one, I believe, right now, the only other one would be Liverpool, correct? With Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane. But I, I believe that's the only other Premier League team right now that has multiple Golden Boot winners. And there's not a lot of teams historically that have had multiple Golden Boot winners as well. So there's also not a lot of line, people. Defeat's impressive. There's also know? not a lot of people in the history of the Premier League who've combined for as many goals as they have. There's actually zero who've combined for as many goals as them to have as a pair. So uh, we are in elite company, my friend. Top four finish, elite company, my friend. Except Chelsea, they're not elite, but I'm just saying, man, we're in the dance. We've been invited to the ball. Look, what was our goal once we were knocked out of the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup? We need to get top four. Let's secure Champions League. Let's finish mm. as high as we possibly can. My friend, mission accomplished. Antonio Conte came in. He literally, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard this, this phrase so many times. Took Tottenham by the scruff of the neck and literally dragged them to fourth place. With the tools that he was given, the players that he started with, he with got the... some out, brought a couple in. But what a job that Antonio Conte has done this season. And I cannot wait to have a full preseason with him as our manager, a full transfer window as well. We'll talk about the transfer window specifically of why it's a little bit more interesting this year than usual. And he'll get his full preseason with the players that he wants. And hey, man, who knows? Champions League football. We're obviously going to be in contention for the Carabao Cup, FA Cup as well. And then, hey, depending on who we actually get in this summer, who knows, man? Maybe a magical uh, Premier League run as well. But bottom line, man, what a result to end the season. 5-0 against Norwich. Sonny secures the golden boot. And Tottenham Hotspur secure fourth place and secure Champions League football for next season. When you were talking about the tools that Antonio Conte was given to drag us to top four, my media thought was how we were talking before the show, and, and I pulled up a, a game, and I was looking through it, and I was like, dude, listen to this substitutes bench. And it was the likes of Brian Heal, La Celso, uh, Deli Alley, like just a completely obscure looking 18 compared to what we've seen i mean Hyungmin son was out like we we had a lot of uh dysfunction we were not in a great place whatsoever and you know people like stelios arsenal fans all around the world were singing the praise they were all hooping and hollering oh and tarteta ball ooh arteta ball ooh arteta ball oh man it just feels good because we're on the other side of it and we're looking at it like yeah what's our teta ball got you got you mm -hmm. secured a europa spot which congratulations congratulations you've had your manager man. for so long he's had such a transfer budget i don't know the numbers because i don't give a shit. but what i do know is he's been there just last summer what i know is it doesn't matter what manager we have we're still going to finish above our teta when you look at it Jose Mourinho, which shout out Jose, won the uh, conference league. I wanted, I told you when we were in that competition, I wanted a Tottenham Hotspur Roma final for the conference league. 
We would have beat him. Oh, my God. He just scored in the 30-some minute, parked the bus, take the yep. trophy home, son. And you know what? He's the first manager to ever win all three, right? Yeah. Because it's the first year. But, I mean, when you look at it, bro, he, he can talk his shit. He did. And he did talk his shit. But you know what? To see where we were when he was booted out the door and we, Ryan Mason, we went some odd days without a manager, like a record number oh, of Ryan days Mason. without a manager. And then we signed can forget. Nuno of all managers, which, you know, big respect to Nuno. But the 12th this choice. Is, the, yeah, he was pretty far. Like we said in the previous episodes, he was pretty far down that list. Uh, so now we're top four. The the team's talking about in in ingesting like 150 pounds or whatever into the into a but they did say on and off the pitch like i want they did say that so maybe that's like a new cinema as well but we don't know i i say time will tell but they gave us reasons to be excited the to me that says one of two things either they hear the fans crying for a better team or the 20 some odd years of just mediocrity has finally set in like okay if we're going to accomplish something and then there's the other side of the coin people say oh well we couldn't have inje- uh invested so much money into the the team when you just paid for like a billion pound stadium and and all the gentrification that they're paying for out there right you know to mm-hmm. me i don't know all the numbers no one will ever really know all the numbers they, they may say they do but you never know fully what what the situation looks like and to me uh, there's a lot of reasons for Tottenham Hotspur to be excited. And I think <laughs> this is not something we expected at all after, when we were sacking Nuno, when we hired Nuno. These were not, none of these were, I was like, top six is the idea maybe with Nuno, but it just didn't work. And we were in the mud. And this feels we were really down good. Terrible. We were down horrendous. Horrendous. At one point. We had what, more than 270 minutes, consecutive minutes without a shot on target in the league? <laughs> It seems like forever ago, man. It seems like an eternity ago, honestly. It feels like a different season. Happened. It yeah, feels like it a happened. completely different. Don't remind me. But look, man, 5-0 at Norwich to end the season. There were so, so many good performances out there mm-hmm. um, at Carroll Road. But let's just talk about the entire team performance, man. This is multiple games in a row where we have seen the entire team collectively come together reach that common goal. They, they reached two goals that day. We we already knew what the priorities were. Let's get the win, secure Champions League football, and if we can do that comfortably, let's get Sonny his golden boot. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Both of them. But what a collective performance, man. Bentoncourt was absolutely incredible. Harry Kane on his best once again. Kulisevsky, Jesus Christ, what a curler into the top corner for the first goal. Hyun Min Hung. Literally third legging it out there at Carroll Road. The poor, the poor Norwich fans, they they had to go to the police station after the game to report a flashing of a third leg because of how how much <laughs> he took it out. <laughs> exactly uh, how much he took it out against Norwich City. Um, Davinson Sanchez once again coming in for Christian Romero and putting together another clean sheet with the rest of the back line. Ben Davies, Eric three Dyer. for three. We Hugo. needed three out of three out of him. Hugo could have sat sat, uh, on a lawn chair out there. No shots on target all game. Didn't even have to do anything. What a team performance, man. And it was just so good to end the season like this on a high. Spirits are really, really good. This is like the complete opposite 
of the ending to last season where it was just like doom and gloom. We have no idea who our manager is going to be. We have no idea if Harry Kane's going to stay or go. This season, we got Antonio Conte at the helm, finished the season on a win, and secured Champions League football for next season. And then now the, the news that you mentioned that we'll get into a little bit later of possibly an increased transfer budget on top of that already. The, the vibes, man. Oh, my goodness. The vibes are just totally opposite to what they were last season. I'm in good spirits, man. And, and I know everyone as a collective unit is in good spirits um, as, as Tottenham Hotspur fans. But um, who impressed I, you the most on, on Sunday, man? Final day of the season. I will say this about the final day of the season. All's well that ends well. Okay, so this is not a knock on anything. However... When Kulu scored his second goal, I don't think Sun celebrated at all. I think he just ran up and kind of gave him a hug and walked away. He he didn't normally when when someone scores, you see Sonny's throwing his hands up, he's going crazy. He he didn't look too happy. He looked like he was like, Okay, I had a chance or two. I need to start getting on the score sheet because everyone, you know, Kulu's bossing it up here. Kane's got his. I need mine. I need mine times two. And when you look the second goal, right, was the fucking curler outside the box. Yeah. At that moment in the game, I remember just being like, please, Sonny, just fucking shoot it. Just shoot the ball. And it just, like FIFA, dude. How many Snapchats have I sent you of FIFA where I have Hyungman son on his left and his right, outside the box, corner of the box. It don't matter where you put that man on the field. He's going to curl it in that box. And it was like a video game, bro. It was insane. It literally looked like I was watching a FIFA highlight. Just he turned because something out of nothing. It was literally nothing, and he just cocked it was it just back, like a was it a set it. piece or a corner that like it just flailed it, it, it around. It was off of and, a it was a, off a Lucas uh, free kick out just outside the box on the opposite side of the box, and it just kind of uh, the fell ball to bounced him. out to Sun, and yeah, he he dribbled oh. around towards the middle, like closer to the middle, but still on the left hand side of the box outside sent it into the top corner man well it was like the side netting but still it was bro it was untouch- no chance no chance i'm gonna say that was cruel to tony yeah it was very cruel hmm. get him <laughs> anyway he had a long day but at first he was saving sunny shots left and right it was like man this guy what i saw a clip of eric dyer saying what what is salah give you come on bro uh-huh. what is salah giving you because Sonny was trying to get five. We know Sonny was trying to get five. To see that, bro, to see him with his trophy dog, to see him with his golden boot, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm holding it back. Shivers. I'm, hol- Shivers I'm holding it back Jacob. right now. Because if I start crying, my wife's going to be like, what's wrong with you? She asked me after the season, I'm all, after the, the final whistle, we are we had to go drive a few hours up in the mountains for our vacation and, but I'm pacing around the house. I'm just like, how how are we here? And I, and I'm getting emotional. And she's like, honey, honey, are you okay? What what happened? <laughs> she thought Tottenham lost. When you think about it, when was genuinely the genuine question? When was the last time we had such? optimistic outlook on the summer you know what i mean like we we have this huge transfer budget that supposedly is going to be at at our disposal this summer we have a top three coach in the entire world 
you could argue he's still the best coach in the entire world. And we have two of the best players, the best duo in Premier League history, and two of the best players in the Premier League right now, with arguably another one in the back line in Christian Romero as well. Hugo just signed a contract extension. Sonny signed a contract extension before the season. There's talks of now Harry Kane signing a contract extension with Antonio Conte, a two-year extension. And like I already said, the, the, the transfer budget, like there's... And, and Champions League football next season. There's so much to look forward to. When was the last time it was this exciting? I really can't remember because of how much is really going for us. And it's very uncomfortable to me, man. I'm just telling you right now. Like, this this is uncharted waters for us. This this is what not, it feels like? not normal. You know, if in video games that have to do with physics, there's, like, pillars, right? And incrementally, they get bigger and bigger as you as you go up and up. And we've been going up and up, but the higher, higher up you get, the more wobbly this thing is, the more thing, the more careful you got to be with it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm right there with you, buddy. I'm like, this. It feels like the stars are aligning. And if you've seen Hercules, when them stars aligned, all them gargoyles, all them big monsters came out when them stars aligned. So I hope it's not that. I hope these stars are aligning, and they create a beautiful ring, a Champions League ring ring the fit on their fingers it says we're champions and i'm not going to sing the song i want to the champions well since you whipped out your voice singer boy dude i don't give a hey look if i look at it this way dude i can sing it and the other side of north london can't so Hey, and anyone I'm wearing it all any, day, any day. Anyone wearing red in America too? Bro, since the season end, even people on our YouTube have started creeping up in the chats talking their shit. They start saying, Oh, North London's it. still red, you're trophyless. I'm getting people it. on PlayStation. I don't know how these dudes found my username on PlayStation. They found my username. I'm getting PlayStation DMs. People are mad. You live in people's head rent free. It sounds. I didn't. I didn't realize I did. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's kind of cool. But either way, all I care about is North London's Lily White. We finished above them, and we're also in Champions League. And we got Antonio Conte, and we're getting us money. It feels like FIFA, dude. It feels like you manage your season in FIFA, where you have a team takeover and you just influx three hundred mil. Let's just see what we can do. Build this team, and who better, who better to be in the kitchen than Antonio Conte? The you, reason you why know, you know Paratici's gonna listen to him. Why wouldn't he? Well, the reason why I'm more optimistic than I am pessimistic about like, look, even if we have the money, we've seen we've spent money before, but we've spent it on the wrong players or players that didn't work out or second options. But you look at the January business alone, man. I know it was only two signings, but how huge were those signings? They were absolutely massive. And you, there is no argument out there that says that you can't prove to me that if we did not sign those two players, we would not be in the Champions League right now. I'm telling you. There's no way. Kulisevsky no alone, man. What a fucking player. And Bentoncourt showed his class down the stretch. You look at the last, what was it? The last 14 games, we won 10 of them. And we lost, I believe, one, right? And it was Liverpool. And Bentoncourt, his worst run of games is when he was, like, half injured. And and you know him and Conte had a, had a little conversation. He's like, bro, I really, 
really don't want to play wings. Please. Hey, and you remember, he had a knock going into Norwich from the Burnley game. Remember, yeah. he did get he did have a slight knock that he had to get subbed out for against Burnley, and he remember, still played like one of the remember best. Remember, Hyungman's son had a fucking concussion and a broken jaw from the Arsenal game, and he's still going out bagging and bagging and shagging and shagging. Oh man, he is an international man of love. Did you see when Hyungman son touched down in Korea? Did you see the oh Sunny? Oh, Absolutely, bro. I would have been there titties out my middies would have been making an appearance bro flapping all over the place i've been sign my titty son sign my titty oh i just oh, i'm so happy for him bro he deserves how do we how did i get back on the sun we were talking about bentencourt well we were talking about uh players showing their class um with with like fighting through injury mm. and you had mentioned that he had gotten elbowed by by Rob Holding, who had gotten, you know, sent Rob off in that Holden game my balls. before they lost 3-0. Yeah. You know, that game. Yeah. North London's white, by the way, if you didn't know. Yeah, if you didn't know. Anyone watching, yeah. you can continue to comment. I appreciate it. I'm looking yeah. right at you right now, baby. <laughs> yeah. Looking at you. Only person. You know who ain't commenting? Stelios Triteros. He hasn't commented much at all. I haven't seen him messaging me. He hasn't sent me league tables. Uh, he ran, I heard he ran away to America and he's hiding out in a little, little bungalow. But, you know, that's just what I've heard. But, you know, Sonny, well, I'm, a, I'm not trying to talk about Sun. We're trying to talk about something else. We're talking about our signings. That's what it was. You see, I'm, what, it's what I'm more optimistic because of the January signings. And yeah. Romero was class. Now, look. So, you mean, you mean, let me just get summer? you straight. Yes. You're saying that you feel more optimistic about our the quality of the signings we could have going forward because of what we worked with in January. That's what you're absolutely, saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. And if you look at it, it Water was the that Antonio Conte this is the wanted and it squirt. fit our system. If we make if we keep making signings like that and not uh more emotional signings like what we've seen Levy Levy do, Levy what whatever fuck him, man. I don't care. Whatever we've seen Levy do in the past, you know, of players that he personally likes, he'll go out and get. Um, not necessarily with the, who the manager wants. He did it with Pochettino. He did it with Mourinho. Now that Antonio Conte has earned that right, and and it should have just been given to him. And I understand his frustrations early on, but he has their attention now, and he's got them on a string from his finger. No, nah, he is say it right. He, he's got them. He's got him with his finger hooked in that sphincter because he knows the fan base is, bro, I message this man every day and I can't be the only one messaging Antonio Conte every day, every Just, other I day, commenting, yeah, yeah. I love I you, you thank you, day. I love you, you're great, thank you so much, you're amazing. You know, he's got him, bro, not a string, he's got him by the sphincter, let's be they, real. They bring in players that he wants, what have we, what have we said? Just listen, listen to, to the Conte. Man listen to him remember what listen. i said whenever he was coming out with lineups and i said you know what for some weird reason i don't question anything he's doing and people came at me said oh you don't need to be you you gotta criticize they're not closed to criticism just because he's a great manager right i don't give a shit i trust antonio conte you know let him take the wheel whatever he wants blank check looks like your maximum is 300 million go get what you can get and if that's the case, if that's truly what it is, which I don't want to get too ahead of myself because you never know. Levy could be like, I did say you have that much, but but I'm trying to, you know, maximize it in some weird, funky way. And, you know, yeah. it's not actually what it sounds like. 
But if it is what it sounds like, I mean, I've heard names of cats that would never have sniffed us last season. But now it's like you got Antonio Conte, you got Champions League, Harry Kane staying. The team, the owners are going to financially back you. It's looking like we're trying to compete with the actual top six teams in, you know, the big six. It, that's what it feels like. I'm a little scared. Kind of like what you were saying earlier. I'm uncomfortable. It's but uncomfortable. I like it. Not scared. Yeah. I, I'm uncom- inviting it. I'm inviting the uncomfortability. That's but a good way of putting weird. it. That's a much, much more elegant way of putting it, Michael. My friend, we have a lot to talk about in terms of end of season review. Would you like to get into it? Yeah, of course. Oh man, this I I, I just Talk can't stop me. smiling, honestly, man. Talk I can't stop smiling. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do our end of season review awards. We are going to have I'm different playing. categories to choose from, and we are going to give you our players and moments of various topics of the season. So also, did you hear that friend, production value? I don't I don't have no fancy mixing board and I can enter sound effects. That's that's from my mouth, that little trumpet. It's authentic. Presentational trumpet for you. It's from the art. It's It's for you, Michael. I I do for you. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know I appreciate you. Of course. So we have to start off our first award of the season, player of the season. I know it's probably the most easiest award and automatic award to give (laughs) um, to a certain player. But Jacob, I will open it up to you because you are more uh, attracted to the man than I am. Only slightly, though. (laughs) I was going to say, baby, don't act like this man. Who is your player of the season, my friend? Youngman Daddy, Youngman Hung, Youngman Son, Sunny, 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 Son, 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 Youngman Daddy. I, 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 I'm sweating. I wish you could see. My hands are wet right now. Palms are sweaty. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. I'm salivating like a bag of Skittles just got opened in front of me. I am so happy for this man. Player of the season, hands down. Put the team on his back when we had Nuno, when Kane was, if so, facto, maybe not a part of this. You know, who was, who signed his extension, fully coys, all season, game winner, Man City, week one, <laughs> two goals to end the season, Norwich. This man, he's he the man. the season and he ended the season. He's the man. He missed a couple games in the middle of the season. That's just because they target, man, with so much talent. And yep. you got players like Mikel Antonio, shout him out, because he's even said, son's the best player in the Premier League right now. Like... He's starting to get some respect. He's still disrespected as shit, and it oh, makes yeah. me mad as oh, yeah. hell when you look at these awards. Kevin De Bruyne wins awards, and Sala wins these awards, and but Son don't get nothing. But he got his trophy this year, and you know what? To me, fuck him. They've already they've already robbed Harry Kane last year of Player of the Year. What more can you do than assist yeah. the most and score the most in the season, and have a manager fired in your season? You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. They they don't rate that, but that's fine. I do. Sons of man, player of the season, hands down for me. What about you? Can you really pick anyone else? Who is close? Who is second? Who is closest? It's got to be probably Kane, right? Um, according to Sofa Score, Kane. I would say either Kane or or who? Kulu. I would say Hoybier. Hoybier. Healthy. Also, would be up there. He was always available. Benton Core would be up there. Just he was always the season. Hugo was huge down the stretch. The only reason I don't say Benton Core or Kulusevsky is because it was half a season. Kulusevsky, you know? man. Uh, I don't know, man. It's 
I say Hoybier. He was available. He was so always good. putting in a shift. Didn't matter who the manager was. He was work rate was 110%. Highly disrespected by the fan base. Continued to work. I mean, he's got to be my runner up. He had a great assist. Um, or oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was a assist. hockey, it was a hockey assist, assist to Benton Court before he squared it to to Kulizewski, but absolute cheek of a and ball. that's not the first one the he box. had a few to harry kane this season people yeah. all talk down on him because when he has the ball at his feet and he's in their half it's a little sketchy looking i will say that but when I he's in he our half when he he's in our stay. half and he's sending balls over the top or he's standing up putting hard tackles on like a christian romero putting hard tackles on him you know what i'm saying that, that that's why he's my runner-up you got a runner-up i think i would say harry kane um just because he's Goal scoring. Similar to Sun, well, yeah, obviously, but similar to Sun, there were games where if he wasn't on the pitch, we didn't get the result. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there is just games where Hyunmin Sun simply won us the game. I think there was multiple and multiple important, important and big games this season where Harry Kane stepped up, rose to the occasion, and he delivered for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would say Harry Kane, and then like close third and fourth, Romero and Kulusevski for me but um you, you can't give it to anyone else man hyunmin dad hyunmin hung hyunmin son whatever you want to call him man the goat uh, the best agent footballer of all time all and time down. i don't care what anyone and says down. i don't care about that dude who played for manchester united yeah because no. you know what he ain't Mark, got the numbers that sonny's got he, he ain't got the, the numbers he, he had the team he had the team i'll give it to oh him. yeah he had he, a good team but they he didn't have the talent that son has hey plenty of motherfuckers got rings for being bums on their team. Hey, if Plenty my people boy got Juan, for being average. If my boy Juan from IU, my, my boy Juan from IU, I love you, bro. But there was one year, I think it was my junior or sophomore year at, at IU, where he said that Sun would never be as good as Park. He would never be the best Asian footballer in the world. And I say to you, my friend. I hope he's watching. He's been, he's been the best Asian footballer of all time. Um, but yeah, got to give it to Hyunmin Sun. Next up, my friend, young player of the season. So I'm going to say under 23 here, and there's there's a few candidates out there. Would you would you like me to start? Yeah, you, you don't go mind. first. Yeah, let's mind. alternate. All right, so this is a close one, man. You know you how 23? I'm. 23. Yeah, you 23. All right. You know how much I love Oliver Skip. You do. I have to give it to Deki Kulazewski because of the sheer impact of what he did to help us gain top four in the second half of that season. Remember where we were, man, in January. Not not in the greatest of positions. Mm-mm. Him and Benton Court come in, immediate instant impact, and what a second half of the season well, he and Benton Court had for Tottenham. Young player of the season, it was close, man, because I wanted to give it to Skippy. He had an incredible first half of that campaign, but because of how important Kulisevsky was and how many big moments where he really rose to the occasion against Man City, um, again, against Norwich, um, against Arsenal. There's just so many big games against Liverpool. So many big games where he stepped up to the plate and he delivered. I'm going with Kulazewski. What about you, young player of the season? Man, I'm sad you said 23 because if you said anything else, I was going to pick Son again because I love Son. <laughs> <laughs> um, young player of the season, 29-year-old Hyunmin Son. I don't care. Hyunmin Son, hey, he's younger than me, so he's player of the season. Um <sighs> It's tough. You know, he did have half a season. I don't want to, like, pick the same ones as you. 
But when you look at Impact, like hey, look, I was, hey, I was gonna say Bentancur. Sometimes it's I was gonna say Bentancur, but he's twenty-four. I was gonna say Romero. He's twenty-four. Romero was my first choice, but he's twenty-four. And then I was like, maybe Rodrigo. He was twenty-three when he joined. To be fair, so I guess you could like halfway put him in contention. Well, then I'll do that. I'll half it with Romero, the twenty-three that he first was. First half, Romero. First half of twenty. Half. Yeah. So, but Kulusevski, his impact. I mean, you spoke to it perfectly. I mean, the goals, the assists, okay. the number of games, like it speaks for themselves. Yeah. The instant impact he had. Um, you saw the confidence getting higher and higher. What I love most about Kulusevski, outside of his left-footed magician work that he's got, and it's only going to get better because he's 21. His own his left foot's only getting better. Yep. Um, my favorite thing about him when I when I really watch him is his poise on on the ball. You know, we ha- we were wanting this creative midfielder, which we sort of got in Bintancourt, but the cre- the we wanted someone who could hold the ball, do something with it, play it forward, make a run. And we have Son who could do that. We have Kane who could do that. We needed that other missing piece. I love Steven Bergvine. I love Lucas Mora. But, you know, sometimes on the ball, they don't seem so confident. They seem a little shaky. This dude, yeah. he's so young. He came in and immediately just looked calm, confident on the ball, strong. Reminded me of Harry Kane when he holds the ball up. You know, he aggravates his opponents because he just shields them off the ball with his sheer thickness, his girthiness. So major shout out to Dion Kulusevsky. Christian Romero gets the other half of the of the award for me, just for the half that he was 23, because I don't even need I, I mean you watch any episode, hear me rooting and raving about Christian Romero. Mr. BDE himself. I mean, he's definitely won the most BDE awards over the season. Gimme, gimme, gimme a ginger from Sweden. And gimme, gimme, gimme your goal of the season. <laughs> Damn, you like that shit? That was, yeah, that was that clean, was, man. Yeah. That was clean. I like Give me that. your goal of the season, my friend. What was it? <sighs> there's, there's a few to choose from. There's a, there's bro, a there's few, a man. Lot. There's, there's a, few. a lot to choose from, man. But in... in... You got, like, Kane to get one of the... Any of the goals that Kane scored against City... Uh, Kane had some the game goals win- against the game Liverpool. Winner against City Sonny had some bangers. Oh my god, there were so many. Lucas had a banger as well. If you remember earlier this season, um, yeah, man. yeah, he so did. Many good ones to choose. Yep, so so many good. Davinson ones to choose Sanchez from. had a big cock header off a set piece to win against Watford, yep. which you could argue if we don't win that game, we don't get top four. So I mean, there's there a is lot a big of big one, though moments. that we haven't referenced to, and I have a feeling you you might be leaning uh, that way. What? What's what's your goal of the season? Give me it. Just give me it. Just give me it. Bro, I, my goal of the season was the final goal of the season. The one that secured Sun's golden boot. Okay, okay. The You're one, going sec- a different route. Because All right, I like it, it. Not only was it a beautiful shot, came from nothing. It was just all of, it, of his own will and his desire to get on the score sheet again because he knew he needed to. Something inside Sonny said, Mosaw is probably going to get a goal. I'm going to need two today. And he off his right. There's also the left. You could his left foot cock rockets. I mean, this man. You could pick a lot of sunny goals for goal of the season. But for me, the one. And maybe it's just because it's freshest on my mind. Yeah. But it's also the no, one but that it's huge. You make you make a good point. It, it was a huge goal. And both it's secured individually, and you know, 
mm-hmm. to end the season two on a high. That's my goal of the season, man, because right, right. I about lost it when I, he scored that second one. I about lost it, man. There's a lot of really good ones. Bergvine, um, the other ones you mentioned, Lucas Morris, Cock Rocket. Yep. Harry Kane had some beautiful goals. Oh, man, Harry Kane had some beautiful goals. He had some beautiful assists. Yep. Man, it was a great season, man. It was up and down, left and right. And we ended up where we where we I didn't think we could. Exactly. I hoped we could. I always hoped we could. And I kept the faith. Mm-hmm. But realistically, you just don't know. Especially this day and age. Wonky results. <sighs> oh man. Goal of the season, man. Youngman Daddy. Golden boot. Loved it. What about I you? I love it. I would sing a cool song, but you already just knocked that one out the park. So <laughs> that was good, man. That was a good one. I'm gonna go uh, the Steven Bergvine game winner against Leicester City on the road. Um, if you think about it, it was. I mean, obviously every every point counts, right? And and every game is huge. But you look back at that match being down by a goal, and him coming on and scoring those two to get all three points versus zero. Might not have gotten Champions League without it. But regardless, um, just the Oh my God, the absolute away limbs at the King Power Stadium, absolute scenes. Um, Bergvine nearly going into the crowd, but teammates pulling him back. Lucas Mora trying to freaking jump on a steward down on the, <gasps> the security guard. I'm going with Bergvine against Leicester City. Um, that was what a moment. Scenes. What a moment. Speaking of what a moment, the next category, moment of the season. If you don't mind, I'll go ahead and take this one. Of course. All right. There were a few to choose from, and I was stuck between two. But ultimately, in my opinion, I felt one was more important than the other and was bigger. Um, the one that I did not go for but was seriously considering was, I had already talked about it, signing Kulizevsky and Benton Core in January. It turned out to be some of the best bit of, of shrewd business in our recent history. But I didn't go that route. I'm going with... Sacking Nuno and hiring Antonio Conte for obvious reasons. It's I don't really think moment. I need to get into it, but you no, know, it's a big moment. Dragged us to top four, got us to where we needed to. Didn't win a trophy, which was disappointing, but still, he set us up for success for this next season. And I am so so excited to see what's to come um, for Tottenham. But that's the moment I'm going for. What about you? What's your moment of the season? That's a beautiful moment. Uh, before you started saying it, I was like, yeah. I think I'm going to audible to that moment. But I'm going to stick with my original moment when we, when I first was thinking about it, and it's actually what you your goal of the season. Um, I'm going to say the Steven Bergvine substitution during the Leicester game. That was the moment he came on. He fucking around with Sochenko, whatever that Turkish dude's name is, and he was getting in the head of the defenders immediately, and then he scores the equalizer. Everyone who rallies get the ball, and then he scored the game winner. Mm-hmm. what a moment that was a moment in the season for me it was early enough in the season where i was like you know what we can get top four we can get top three it was kind of where i was and i even pretty sure i said as much if anyone is crazy and got a stupid amount of free time please go back watch my episodes i'm pretty sure around that time is when i started saying top four is an actual possibility here because antonio conte because we have him so just in an effort to not say the same thing as you, I'm saying this that Stephen Bergvine moment for me was a shift in my mentality because I was so downtrodden about Nuno and where we were and Kane wasn't gone. And it was just like, the only thing I could hold on to was Sonny and just hold on to him for dear life and, and, and trust Antonio Conte. 
because I didn't trust a lot of these players that, you know what, I kind of trust now. Your Davinsons, your Ben Davies, your Eric Dyers. Um, not saying they're the end-all be-all for that position, but I'm saying that they've earned a little bit of trust because I was wanting them gone at the end of last season. Now yeah. I'm like, who do I want to keep? Were. Who do I want to keep? So, man, it's it's uh, that was a huge moment during the season for me because it really just said, like, bro, anything can happen. We yeah. were hoping to get out of there with a point because we were down in stoppage time. You know what I mean? We were down. And we were just like, come on, just get, come on and get a tie, like get a late goal and tie this thing up. And we exceeded that. So that for me was like a major shifting point in this season where I felt like anything could happen. Sky's the limit. No one can stop us. How big is the cock? Massive. Massive. Gantuan. Um, you mentioned that there were, t- that was the, the, mo- the, the moment your mentality kind of shifted, mm-hmm. which is great because that is exactly why I picked this best individual performance. If you don't mind, Jacob, I will start it off once again, best individual performance this season. It is a game where I gained, I officially like I was fully back in and I was like, you know what? We might fucking do it. We might do it. There's a long season still because it was, it was, uh, I believe it was in February. There was, so there were still a few months left, but I was like, all right, you know what? We're locked in. This player is on fire right now and he's going to help us lead us to top four. And he ended up doing it down the stretch too. I'm going with Harry Kane away at the empty hat against Manchester City with a brace. Ooh. And I believe it was an assist too, right? He got, he got, or no, it was a hockey assist, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To Kulusevsky, but. Harry Kane away at Manchester City ended up netting two, including the game winner in front of the away end. Absolute scenes. Once again, kind of similar to the Bergvine where it was just like, holy shit, did we just do this? Um, Ended up beating the champions twice this season. And in this particular performance, man, Harry Kane absolutely stole the show. And I thought it was very hard to pick out another performance individually where a player dominated so much because not only did he score those important goals, but he was just, he, he, he was doing whatever he wanted both in the middle of the pitch and in the final third. I'm going Harry Kane against city. What about you? That's tough. It's a tough one. Um, because and you know me, man, you know me, it's hard to resist nominating. There it is. Harry fucking Kane. In an effort to di- differentiate um, our answers, because that moment, for all the reasons you spoke of, it was absolutely monumental because that secured six points on the eventual league winners. That was a huge result, huge, huge result. When I'm thinking back on an individual game, there's a lot of games, and I, I'm going to do it, I'm doing it, Michael. I'm doing it. Talk to me. Talk to me. There's a lot of games from Youngman Daddy to choose from. There are. There are. The one that most recently stuck out with me was uh, that Leicester City game where he had two goals and an assist. And we only scored three goals. And one at home? It showed because look how much we struggled with Leicester earlier. And I mean... You could argue, like, I I don't want to, like, knock Sonny in a way, but you could argue after that game, it was like, dude, like, 
Sun's got a shot, like a, a serious shot at this Golden mm-hmm. Boot. I do you agree or am I kind of crazy? Like I, I don't know. No, like I said, no disrespect to Sun. It's not like he was like never in it, but it was like for me after that Leicester game with the two goals, I was like, all right, you know what? I I'm pretty sure he's he he can do it. This is for, possible. I felt that way uh, when he had the hat trick. Was it Villa? I think it was at Villa okay. or against Villa. He had a hat mm-hmm. trick, and Kulu had the other goal. Uh, that one, I think he had the assist. Let me see. No, no, he did not have an assist. He only played for 78 minutes. Yep. Didn't even play 80 minutes. He had three goals. Yes, yeah, it's Villa. They're not the greatest, but that's also the game we lost Matt Doherty real early, if I'm not mistaken. And then he just kind of took over. So, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna again split this award with two different sunny performances. Aston Villa hat trick. You gotta shout it out, hat yeah. daddy. Um, and then also the other game against Leicester, like I mentioned, two goals, got an assist. We scored three goals, and we comfortably, comfortably handled them little foxes. You know what I mean? We struggled last time we saw them. So to me, it was like, okay, this is kind of that middle-of-the-pack team right now. They're not in the hottest of streak, but they made game uncomfortable for us last time. Yep. How do we respond? And this is how we responded. So for me, he took over that game. There's many games he took over. Another honorable mention for the award for me was another Youngman Daddy performance, and that would be week one, Man City, start the season off with three points. Only yep. goal scored that game, Youngman Daddy from outside the box, off his left foot. Beautiful, beautiful. Ederson had no chance. That Dude, was my you, other... You you said something earlier that like sums it up perfectly like just the whole Nuno era it does not feel like it was it literally feels like it was just like a mini season before this season like the preseason it just doesn't yeah. feel real like no, I we really we really beat City with Nuno and he won manager of the month hey we were three for three nine points that was ridiculous three for three nine points and we'll manage the award and then got sacked next month I, I, you, you can't write this stuff any better you this can. is a, you really this is a damn drama series and you know what else I'm looking forward to all or nothing arsenal where yet i hope stelios is in there crying in that documentary that but that's that's my performance of the season i mean you could pick any home and daddy where he took over the game because he did that quite often um the hattie against villa for me though speaks out for the golden boot reason because that was where he went from like 10th to like fifth Mm -hmm. and i was like oh okay now we're really because there was that jump where a bunch of people were all tied with like seven, eight goals. And he's like, you know, this is my season. So it's my trophy. It's my trophy. It is his trophy. My friend, you gave me your best individual performance. What about best team performance this season? And there, once again, there are a few to choose from. There are quite a few. There's definitely quite a few. I'm gonna say the best team performance, man. That North London Derby, baby. Hey, just I'm gonna skip. Game. I'm just gonna skip it right now, and you don't even have. I'm not even gonna say a reason why because you're gonna take it away from me. I agree. Best team performance: Arsenal at home. North London is white, my friend, and mm-hmm. do not forget it. Six seasons in a row that we finished above them. By the way, Happy Saint Woolwich Day to all you out there. It's like two thousand two hundred some days that we've since they finished above us. So that's a beautiful what a game. Sight. For what me, game. that game, the best team performance because it was at such a crucial juncture in our season. It was really make or break at that point. And all you haters, no, I'm not going to say haters. I'll take that back. All you Stelioses, 
I'm going to make that a, a verb or an adjective, whatever that is. I'm going to make it that because Stelios, before that game, when we tied Liverpool, he said it's done, dusted, wrapped up, it's over. And we were at a juncture where we really needed something big and important. And then Romero's not going to make it. We have Davinson Sanchez. We need him to step up big. He steps up big. We need yep. Ben Davies to step up big. He stepped up big pretty much most of the season. Yep. Outside of a few blunders and clumsy, boneheaded mistakes that players of his quality will make. I mean, all around, that was just a fantastic game. Even Emerson Royale, just a fantastic game. I mean, best team performance by far. Most important game of the season at that point. Yep. Against our rivals at home. The crowd, also, I'm going to put them, they're the 12th man. So they're part of that team. Because that crowd, that stadium was bumping. And we really put the world on notice. Every social media that always talks all the shit about us, they recognized on that day that we brought it. And we did. That's my performance this season. And I know it's yours as well. On the flip side of that, worst team performance of the season. If you don't mind, I think I'm just going to take it away. I don't I don't know if you have a, a different one, but I picked, uh, funny enough, Arsenal away. Mm. Um, and this was back in the Nuno era. Delhi got yanked off at halftime and like basically never saw the field again under Nuno. Um, yeah, man, it was an absolutely terrible day. I remember we were both hyped for it. Everyone was hyped for it because we actually... We had a, we genuinely thought that we could do that we could do it you know um, mm -hmm. we don't have the best record at the Emirates but you know there was some hope there and those hopes were crushed by the, the by the halftime whistle um, absolutely terrible performance I believe Delhi and Endombele were the two starters in midfield and it did not work at all um, but yeah Oliver Skip I remember started on the bench he came in and immediately made the game better. Sonny scored one goal because it was a 3-1 uh, final score. Sonny scored the one goal, um, but obviously not enough. Did you have a different one, Jacob? Um, that one was pretty bad. That was pretty, pretty bad. I'm going to go with another one because I'm not – yeah, it, it was after that when we were – you know, I was still hype about Antonio Conte, but it was still a reality check of kind of where our squad was. I'm going to say that third and that because we lost to Chelsea twice in the EFL Cup and then we lost to them twice in the Premier League. Yep. Don't remind me. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say one, one of those Chelsea losses got to be it. If we're talking Premier League, I'm going to say the one, I guess, uh, was it the January? Into January? The one away? Ja yeah. Jaffa Tanganga just had a rough game i love jaffet and he had a rough go at it it kind of just bossed us around two two zero i believe I yeah believe it was yeah so just and they had been thumping us for <laughs> i had seen them beating our ass so that for me was just that was horrible to watch all right slightly more optimistic topic definitely way more optimistic actually most improved <laughs> player of the season would you like to take it away there's two that really stand out to me. Um, definitely two that stand out to me. I'm going to shout this man out because I think I dogged on him a lot. Uh, I think Ben Davies. And I choose him over Eric Dyer, who gets my honorable mention for most improved player. I choose Ben Davies because 
I can't think of a game he missed. He didn't I can't miss think... any. He did he not miss, miss any. any. He was available for selection for every game. We changed our formation to need a left-sided center back. You know what I mean? And he filled in, and he's done a solid job at that position. And this is a guy, you and I, we're ready to, what was the phrase? I think we said, gouge our eyes out with spoons anytime he's on the sporks. Sporks, sporks, that's what it was. That, to me, uh, to see where he was, and our just our views, mine and yours. Screw everybody else. Just mine and your views, where he was to where he is now. He's got to be most improved. Um, Eric Dyer was also in that same, what, what do you want to call it, the shit circle. Uh, he was in that as well. The only reason uh, he did not get, that he got edged out for this award for me was because of the availability. I think that's a huge factor. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, decently new role. I mean, you could also argue Eric Dyer, center, center back. That's also relatively new for him. They did, they both did great, but man, Ben Davies, big ups to that lad. He stepped up huge for us this season. I'm going like the opposite of you, like just like reverse your two players. Ben Davies barely missed out for me. I'm actually going to go with Eric Dyer because I think he was more consistent than Ben Davies was. I think he had less bad games than Ben Davies had by Mm. just a small margin. We had always talked about how Eric Dyer had come up big in in certain games in the past. Like he has. We have to give him credit where credit's due. But he's always had those moments where it's just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we didn't say that that much this year. Yeah. A few times. That was, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, a few times, but not not nearly as much as we're used to. And I feel like that was the difference for me. The consistency was there. Um, and you could also tell when he wasn't in the 11, the effect that the, he had on, yeah. on, on the team. Like, let's be honest. There were some games where we were like, damn, like, are we really this bad without Eric Dyer? Like, is, is this what we've come to? <laughs> but yeah. we did. And it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. We thought it was, but it wasn't necessarily he he definitely deserves to be in the England national team um, this upcoming World Cup if he continues to play like this. Um, got snubbed a few times throughout the season, which was very unfortunate because I, I really did think he deserved it, man. I really thought he More was one Maguire. of the best English center backs in the Premier League this season, for sure. Definitely better than Harry Maguire. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So for me, I, Eric Dyer slightly edges out Ben Davies for that reason. But um, yeah, that's my most improved player. Um, to wrap it up, man. Biggest disappointment this season, and we're going with either a moment or certain player or players. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and go ahead and kick it off for us, man. This my, biggest disappointment. My biggest disappointment. It's got to be Oliver Skip's injury. Um, he was showing signs when we were dog shit that he was good, that he had some higher ceilings than maybe we even thought he had, and he was just steadily improving. So sturdy. Uh, brought the BDE. I know he won BDE a few times for me. Yep. Um, I just thought, oh, so excited, young lad. I just want to see him do so well. He's fully, he's fully coys. I love me some Oliver Skip. Uh, the biggest disappointment's got to be the training medical staff. Mm-hmm. Pretty much just screwing up his his breakout season for us, in my opinion. Because I really felt like this was going to be the season where, you know. He he blew it out the park, and unfortunately, if he kept he had that, playing like he did uh, before he got hurt, 
and like kept it throughout the season, um, he would have won my young player of the season hands down, even with the impact that Kulazewski had, just because he was more consistent throughout the season. But yeah, man, it's just unfortunate the way things played out because he was on fire this season. He really was. Yeah, I thought that that definitely was so disappointing. Even when I think about it now, like the sad parts of the season, the biggest takeaway sadness I have, disappointment, all of it, you name it. I mean, this is a he's a young lad. We all want to see him do well. We were like, shit, if he keeps this up, he'll probably make the national squad. Yeah. And he's very talented. He's still got a he's still got some time and I know he flew to Los Angeles or wherever and had the hip surgery. It was a groin hernia surgery. I don't I'm not sure, don't quote me. Uh but that's my biggest disappointment. That that, that really sucks for him, sucked for us. Kind of Kind of just sucked, man. It just sucked overall. He just went out, maybe came back, never never saw him again. And it was just like another thing, another thing, another thing. It's constant setbacks. And I don't blame all that on him. I think our training staff need to need to take some tips and pointers from the Boston Celtics training staff because those guys go out there, roll their ankles, break their back, fracture their skull, <laughs> and they're back out there within five minutes. Uh-huh. And we can't even get Oliver Skip back from a groin injury. So, man, that's my biggest disappointment. What about you? I'm going with a trio of players who got offloaded in January. Um, Ooh, that's a good... That's. I'm going with uh, Endom, Longschlong, Deli, and Giovanni Lo Celso. Endom, um, big Just balls. because they, they had so many opportunities in the beginning of the season to earn a place in the starting 11 because of how inconsistent and untalented we looked at times. Hoybeer was consistent. Um, he Actually, he was a little inconsistent early on, if you remember. But throughout the season, he got better and better and better. And before you knew it, he was just so reliable. Um, and then you had Oliver Skip, who was relatively consistent. But that attacking player, that more forward-minded, forward-thinking player, we needed that creativity in the middle of the pitch. Endombele, Deli Alli, and Giovanni Lo Celso all had their opportunities and failed miserably. Uh, whether it was Delhi not giving enough effort, Giovanni not being simply good enough, and Endombele not ch- training enough or or working as hard um, as An- Antonio Conte and Nuno at times wanted, it was just such a, a missed opportunity, man. Because the the opportunity was there, the opportunity was there, and they could have taken it. And instead, it was just disappointment after disappointment. Were there flashes here and there? Yeah, Delhi scored some important goals. Remember, he did win us that game against Wolves uh, early in the season. Um, Lo Celso, not as much, but Endombele, he did have some decent performances. Yeah, he did. But those three for me, definitely huge disappointments. And I'm definitely glad that they weren't on our team for that second half of the season because it really looked like we had truly improved and the morale was better um, after those three had had departed. There are reports that maybe uh, Leon won't take up the buy option for Endombele, and we don't know what's going to happen with Lo Celso either. So we'll see there. But for me, those three... It's not it, man. Not you know, it this season. I'm glad you brought that up because that was also a moment in the season that was highly, highly disappointing for me as an Indom Billy, Indom Big Schlong, Indom. We had all the nicknames for the man because he would get a super We had a excited. fan club. We had the, a fan club for The him. disappointment for me, that game he got subbed off where we needed him to hurry his ass up and he's walking, the whole, everyone's booing. Our players are mean mugging him as he just trots onto the locker room. That was a 
huge disappointment because at that moment he really scorned me because he worked over a lot of the fan base they all hated him i stuck by him because i saw a lot of talent and you know wanted to sympathize with him because of the situation and his life the lifestyle and the, the team status and all that stuff i i, I really sympathized with him and and wanted him to do well but when he disrespected our fucking team our club the fans when he did that and antonio he disrespected antonio conte like that bro guts to go got yeah, to get the, to go that was disappointing as hell yeah yeah and we were we were some of his biggest fans as anyone man if, if you guys have been listening to this podcast for since the beginning um, Shout you know, out, especially me especially me man i love indombele uh, just because of how talented he is but you know sometimes it just doesn't work out uh, i was literally about to get indombele on the back of this jersey that was my next purchase too we were literally talking about it. we were like i think the next jersey i want is indombele and i was like dude me too but hey it all it, everything happens for a reason right or else mm-hmm. i wouldn't have gotten that harry kane away kit so that's it all true. works out. That's it all true. works out in the end. And because you got the Harry Kane away kit, one of the most, I would say, top three iconic photos of our season is him kicking the Coke bottle in the, in away, the away kit. kit. That's an iconic photo. I think I'll be around for a while. Hell yeah. So. Hell yeah. But yeah, man, what a season. And it, it was definitely a very long season. Like we said, the Nuno era feels like a totally different season than uh, 2021, 2022. But it's officially over. Tottenham have secured Champions League football. Finished above Arsenal as well. North London is white. And all is good in the world once again. Folks, the Champions League Knights are returning to White Hart Lane next year. More specifically, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal, and we cannot wait for it. Some big news that came out yesterday, and I, I want to uh, share this with you all because I think it's very, very important. Um, some big, big news came out yesterday. We're recording this on a Thursday, but... Um, some big, big news regarding Tottenham Hotspur and transfers. Um, can you see my screen, Jacob? Can mm-hmm. you see this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll there you it. can. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know All if right. it's real. <laughs> but uh, exactly. It. Rub your eyes, everyone, and take a double take. Tottenham Hotspur Limited agrees. 150 million pound capital increase. Um, they do say, now look, you did mention this earlier, Jacob, that it said it will go to on and off the pitch um mm-hmm. like reasons i guess for spending the money it's going to you know obviously like we said on and off the pitch so we don't know how much is going into the transfer budget but look bottom line is that we are getting a big fl- influx um of cash added onto our transfer budget and this is on top i want to be very clear because a lot of people were confused on this this is on top of what our normal transfer budget was going to already be for this summer with this is without the champions league revenue that we have just earned for the for the season and this does not include player sales that is going to happen definitely we already know that there's going to be outgoings we just don't know how many but there this is not including player sales as well this is a lot of money jacob that we're talking about a lot of cash money it's about mother Fucking time. Bro, I mean, if that and Antonio Conte and Champions League football, if all them things don't get you excited, wet, hard in the morning, I don't know what will. I don't know if you're really a Tottenham fan. Because to me, when I read that, when I read that, my first thing is, okay, I'm skeptical. What does that actually mean? Are they just saying that? Are they 
what is it lip service as they say maybe that's a little bit of lip service a little bit of pandering to your to your uh people but on and off the pitch even if it's a 75 million pound increase half of it that's still a a, a big chunk that's still a world-class player you can bring yep. in man and a beautiful part is i think we're going to keep kulisevsky on loan another year we are we and are buy him we at the end. so we him. put that off just get romero done get my boy romero Christian Romero. And he's only going to cost 40, 40 million pounds, man. That's not, that's not, look at how Bro. good he is. He's an 80 pound, he's an 80 million pound player. Easily. I would say that's half as much as he's worth, at least to our team, because he is, he's huge. He's young. What a sign. He's fantastic. Signing of the season. We didn't do an award for it. For me, he's a signing of the season. Um, God, he's so good. He's so young. His ceiling's so high. His third leg is so big. It's like it's so man. massive. It's like goddamn, bro. I can't look at anything else. What can he not do? And I love it. Sometimes you'll see him up there in the box in a penalty area, <laughs> and disrupting things. He don't oh, give yeah. a shit. I love it. He's he's like the honey badger of our squad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Honey badger don't give a shit. And he ain't afraid to get dirty. No, he's not. And he always, I mean, I could keep talking about Romero, but he's fantastic. Um, if we could bring in another couple Romeros at their position, so to speak, yep. if you catch my drift. Uh, man. There's reports that were um, reportedly our number one target for that left center back position is um, Bastoni from Inter Milan, who you, you, you talk to a lot of people. You, well, yes, one worked with Antonio Conte before and won Serie A with Antonio Conte. And you talk with people more specifically, you know, shout out Iggy from Tottenham away, who's a huge Serie A fan, knows the ins and outs um, of the majority of the league. And you really talk to anyone who watches Serie A and they can tell you that this is an exciting, exciting young player. I believe he's only 23 or 21 or something like that. I, I can't remember. I think it's like 20. still yeah. kind of young. 24. And he's already one of the best center backs in Serie A out of the entire league. So look, it's going to be exciting adding Champions League football to the prospect of working with Antonio Conte um, at, a, at a facility like Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and their training ground. I'd be looking my chops, man, if I was a free, if I was either a free agent or someone looking to, to move the move out of the country. Look, man, see, 23, 23, 23 years old. So footed. I mean, look, he ticks all the boxes. So hopefully we get that over the line. Um, reportedly, there are reports already of a possible free transfer coming into Tottenham Hotspur. Fraser Forster, former goalkeeper of Southampton, who is out of contract this summer, reportedly um, completed a medical yesterday at um, at uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Expected to join on a free transfer. Expected to be the backup for Hugo Lloris. Not expected to push, push Hugo Lloris by any means for that number one spot, but it does add on to our English numbers. Remember, for the European football that we now have to worry about, um, we do have to have a certain amount of English players in our squad. So, you know Galini out, that? English in. I'm not complaining, man. I did f to fair play to Galini all season. He was a hype man. Yeah, he was a guy behind the scenes, hanging out, just creating a good atmosphere. I think he's good for the locker room. But if we need to get rid of some foreign players for some English players, I also have a solution to bring in a guy who's English to help out that back line and compete. Uh, shout out Iggy. He's going to love it. Fakayo Tomori. Sorry if I butchered the shit out of his name. He he's played great. 
he'd be great in that center to to fight eric dyer for that position they he's 24 unfortunately there's no way they let him go especially after winning the league allegedly valued around 40 45 mil i'd i'd spend 40 45 mil for him bro hell yeah i would he is a beast he is a dog and he's fantastic so i would definitely look into that he's english helps out with that cause um also i was looking here uh at the alessandro what was his name bastoni bastoni yep uh apparently allegedly he could play anywhere in the back line that's what i've also heard yeah, but he would be perfect for that left center back position, man. And Davies as a backup, I would love that. I would be okay with that. Davies has earned my my respect to stay in the squad as a role player. So I would no, love. I it, agree. Man. Same thing with Sanchez. I'd say Sanchez also. Um, he he definitely won me over. Another guy. He's not English, but I think he could play anywhere on that back line, more specifically the left or the center. Uh, is a guy Bremer from Torino. Yep, Please. he's he's, he's someone that apparently we're looking at too. He just he's, won Serie A Defender of the Year, just like Christian Romero last year. And he'll probably be a lot cheaper than Bastoni, or you know, he'll probably be cheaper. He is Brazilian. Yeah, he add Brazilian. a little bit to that, you know, Brazilian connection we got. Well, but, we don't we don't know how many Brazilians will be uh, in the squad next year, uh, unfortunately. Maybe he'll start the new Brazilian era of Tottenham Hotspur. We'll see. We'll see. But I mean, he's quality. He I think he even scored some goals this season, if I'm not mistaken. So, I, I definitely support it. I would love to see some competition back there. But I think more importantly, more importantly than solidifying the back line, which is vastly, vastly important, is the wingbacks position. A lot yeah, of question marks all over the left. A lot of question marks all over the right. I mean, Doherty's still in crutches. Not that he's the solution. I would never say that he's a solution. But but we're not going to be able to sell him. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have our physio is gonna be busy with his ass every week yep. so it'll be interesting man there's there's some exciting storylines going on we still need an attacking midfielder a creative mid um but look we can get into that in another edition um yeah we're, we're gonna have a transfer special for sure at some point this summer oh, yeah. um but regardless man what a season top four north london's white i the only thing that could get better is a trophy and hopefully hey Hopefully it's on the horizon, not too mm, far away. Mm, 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 One final mm. thought, my friend, before we wrap up a pod. One a nice thought. juicy pod that was. Mm. It was a it was a meaty pod, man. This was a lot of content. I this was you fun. know, this is this is what happens when everyone show up with girth and a lot of meat. We gotta just cover it all, you know, cover it all in oil and get it ready for the grill. What I will say, my final parting thought. Antonio, 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 Antonio. Fucking A, man. I love that, man. He's so beautiful. And I've been seeing, there were some people who saw him at the airport. Apparently, he's super nice, super approachable, super smells good, super talks sexy. I mean, he's everything you want. He's everything you need. He's here. We're going top of the league. I hope so, man. I hope so. Bro, who's above us? Fuck Chelsea. Take them out of the equation. Liverpool, City. We beat them. We tied Liverpool twice. We beat City twice and once without be, Conte. We just got to be consistent across the season. We know what we can do. We just got to have that consistency. Conte's we'll a see. league winner. Conte's a he league is. winner. Let's fucking go. What's your final thought? 
my final thought man is similar hashtag it tweet it back conte please back conte that's my final thought i'm keeping it short and sweet mm -hmm. but it's the most important thing that we need to remind ourselves every day this summer especially when that transfer window opens back the man he got you this far help him finish the job win some sort of trophy next year i need it man i need it Mm -hmm. I need it. Thank I you guys so much for listening. Guest. Yeah, I see we do have special a special guest, guest. down there in the corner. KC making her pod. Yeah, she's making her pod debut. Oh, there she goes. She's running away. She heard. She heard everyone was looking at her. <laughs> but anyways, everyone, thank you so much for listening to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. If you want to support this podcast, we have a ticker down below. If you're watching on Spotify, Anchor.fm/slash United Spurs of America. Any and all donations would be greatly, greatly appreciated. If you want to become a sponsor follow us on spotify hit the like and subscribe if you're watching on youtube um but yeah man what a what a fun episode a lot of juicy content if you liked it please smash a like like we said already mm -hmm. um on youtube every any and all um support would be greatly greatly appreciated yeah. and if you don't want to support the pod you know with with a dollar or two it's okay the least that you can do is hit the hit the subscribe button on youtube man we're growing on on youtube we're starting to get our numbers up mm -hmm. but we need your help we need your help to get yeah. us there to where we, where next, we want to be. Next target's 500 subs. Just um, past 100. We just passed 100, so next target's five. So big ups to everyone who's been along on this journey. Um, we're a little late to the YouTube game, so to speak, but we've been doing this pod now. This is our first complete full season, so very proud of that to do that with you, my friend. Um, big milestone, man. This is something that just kind of started up out of nothing. And now we have, you know, shout out. I think they're named Wikipedia NYC. Mm -hmm. You're always looking forward to our episodes, getting alerts. Uh, there's actually shout out. There's a Discord group that I joined. Uh, we got a couple subs in there as well. I want to shout them out. Um, also, you want to come on a live stream with United Spurs of America on a Friday? Let us Let's know. Go. Hit us up on the DMs on Twitter. Let us know in the comments on YouTube. We read all the comments. We respond to all the comments. Maybe even SMD Mike will make an appearance and, and reply to your comment. I saw that last week. That was big time. So yeah, man. Love the support. Try to reply um, to everyone. Yeah, we, we definitely see and hear you. So we're very responsive. I also um, do want to shout out Tottenham Away, our YouTube family. We have every Friday a live stream over there. So if you're not doing like anything subscribe on Friday, over there as well. Yeah, definitely want to hit that like and subscribe. But uh, we definitely appreciate you. Again, if you want to become an official sponsor of the show, head on over to the link down below, www.anchor.fm slash United Spurs of America, spelled just like this on my tag. Um, enter that in any amount from a dollar to five to ten dollars a month. Uh, greatly helps. Maybe I'll get a sound effect machine and be able Never to know. be able to play that Champions League. But then you won't be season. able to do it naturally. Like there won't be as much love in it. I, could, I don't I know could if I would want that. I could do all both. Right, all right, all right. We could do both. Or I love it. If you're a sponsor, you also get dibs on the first merch that come out coming there to you go. soon. Um, so definitely want you to head on over there, and we'll shout you out every episode. We'll pay. We'll pay homage. We'll make a full screen for you. Deliver whatever message you want. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast. We will see you next time. Tottenham are Champions League bound next season. Up the lads and Jacob. Come on, you Spurs for the final push, time push, 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 push,